Dancing with the Stars, the RTE podcast sponsored by Muller Corner. Mullerlicious. Blubbering, um, blubbering, emotional, fast, um, exhausting. This is special meaning. You know, I, I want to get it right for Anthony. His family are there, so it's very, very important to me that that they're happy with it. That hopefully he's looking down, he's happy with it too. I well, didn't see my VT until I went out for the dress rehearsal, and I was like, like my hands were over my mouth, just how emotional Ashley was. It's lovely, like, to see how, what effect you've had on your family and, you know, I'm just, I, it does help with the emotion of the dance. It's been a heavy-ish week. A lot of emotions. The story of Glee for me is a very, very happy one, but it's also a very layered one, simply because of everything that's kind of happened since. It's very nuanced, layered, and it's a nice way to get it out there by doing a dance and, like, not necessarily... It's like a little it. therapy session. It is like a therapy session, yeah. Dancey. Excellent choice, excellent choice. Different, somewhat emotional and sexy. When the VT came on, I I sort of hadn't factored that in. And I felt, oh my God, I'm getting slightly emotional watching the VT. So I had to put that out in my mind for a second and and just do the dance. I was so nervous in the chair because having a solo is really, really, really nerve-wracking. And the minute I heard my mum and dad's voice on the VT, my heart rate just slowed. I took a breath. And I went down. I think I've done my best performance to date, I feel. Probably because I felt happy and I came alive. And that's simply because I heard their voice in the VT. My dance is sexy. Dominating. Powerful. What else? Powerful. Did I say powerful? You did, I think. I'm going to say it again. Powerful. You're wearing guy liner. How does that make you feel? It it puts you into a character. Everybody wants to give their best performance because they're dedicating the dance to someone special in their life. Thinking back on memories that I've had with squads over the years, like it has been quite an emotional week. Um, Obviously, football has been such a huge part of my life. And just to think back over some of the things has been kind of bringing back a lot of emotions within the game. And I think that's helped me with this dance. Welcome to the official Dancing with the Stars podcast with Lottie, Lyra and Brian. Lads, I'm just going to jump right in. How brilliant was Dedicated Dance Week? Amazing. My arms are still wide open from that opening that we just heard there. Like, wow, what a a great show. It was amazing. It was, I think this was my favourite show. I was glued to the TV. I just felt, I don't know if it was all the emotion that was poured into the dances, if it was the fact that the pressure was off because there was no elimination. I don't know what it was, but there was something about this show that was just stupendous. I think it was because two things I'm basically going to copy what you just said the safety and the relief of having no elimination so let's just dance for fun Mm -hmm. and even the judges critique wasn't really about the dancing and also they weren't dancing for themselves and we all know celebrities are selfish come on but (laughs) you know it wasn't there's an eye in Brian come on it wasn't about them it was bigger than them and Mm. I think as a viewer that came across. And this is why this show is so good. So what's your show in one word? Ladies first, Lyra. <laughs> That's because he'll steal mine if he hears the first <laughs> Go on. Gonna have a uh, For me, it was heartfelt. Heartfelt. 
What? Oh my god! I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I told him that already. That's yeah, why, why we've I said done it. That, you know, it was just everyone was so so emotionally connected to their dance and to their story and you could see that through their body movement you could see it in their faces you know everyone was like close to tears including myself and I don't even know half these people and it just really all felt like it came from the heart Were you close to tears for any performance in particular? Yes Which one? Shane got me so good Shane and Rory were two just really really emotional dances they were extremely strong messages I just think seeing Shane like that instead of being like oh happy go lucky let's all do cartwheels blah 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 and seeing him like that made me feel something extra for him that I haven't got so far in the show Brian show him one word sorry feeling extra for Shane let's just leave it there show show <laughs> in <laughs> rumour uh, show in one word has to be Rory I mean, just not this panty, the, this was not the one panty. Where I got emotional. Yes, mm, I was know? so mm. emotional watching this. Even now, thinking about this happened in Ireland on, you know, a family show showing how progressive we are as a country. And you could just, I'm getting goose pimples just even now remembering that. I feel like it was just, it was like watching his turmoil. Unfold. It was, the choreography was intense. Yeah, Dennis oh, did that yeah, really well. He was really living it. Yeah. I feel like there was so many messages in his song that and in his dancing that we don't even understand yet. Like those lyrics were just harping in my brain all night after the show. Like it, it was it was just Powerful. And it also shows how talented the pros are. And the pros probably don't get enough credit on this podcast because we talk about the celebs all the <laughs> We're time. We're like, they're good at it anyway. Let's yeah. not talk about them. But like when you get that song and then you get that dance to choreograph it to every lyric, to every piece of music, it's so effective. And the emotion it triggers. You know, he won the immunity and yeah. I think it was very well deserved. Um, immunity from the first dance off of the season, that takes the pressure off. I thought it was hilarious when he said, see you in two weeks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I need to turn up next week. Um, so they're heading right through to week eight, avoiding the first dance off. Panty will be thrilled when she returns from Marbella. I want to see the tan. The tan's I want to see be the good. tan. Yeah. Now we have our pod exclusives later, giving you the first insight into some of next week's dances and music numbers for next week's show. But it's a big but. Oh, oh no, that's not all, guys. Ooh. I was out on set on Sunday. Hairgate continued. What? Hairgate. Continued the first person I walked in and I met was Shane Byrne. Ooh. And let's just Press say play. it was a little bit awkward. Oh no. Ah, fancy meeting you oh, here. Yeah. Good to see you. Can I borrow oh, well. you for a moment? Course, yeah, yeah. Are you sure? No problem, because if I won't pick with her, yeah. Oh yeah. Here we go. Here yes. We... Pick away. <laughs> He just got straight down to it. There was no... Pick away. My, yeah. my face there, I went, oh, wow. Yeah. I, well, what oh, else can I say? I, I had to just it. say pick away because, you know... It, it was it, it what, is it what it was. It is what it is. So you can find out the thrilling conclusion to Hairgate, Wiggate, whatever you want to call it, a little later on in the episode. Let's take a look at each of Sunday's performances, shall we? First, on the dance floor for Dedicated Dance Week, Carl, Mullen and Emily Barker, they did a jive to Coldplay's Higher Power, Lyra, 
Talk me through the dedication. Talk me through the performance. I mean, I wanted that babies. My ovaries were shaking. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, give me that child. So cute. The little cheeks. I was like, Wah. I don't know what is it with us Irish people. We want to grab children's cheeks. It's just a weird thing that we're all it's brought up. Natural, but it was like, let's yeah. just go for it. Um, this was amazing. You could tell that he loved this song again. I felt like this week, the song choices and the dances were like on Form like this is my. I was favorite. thinking on point. I thought you were going to say on point. We nearly done it again. We didn't nearly we? done it again. Oh no! Darn Stop Scottish. trying to do it. <laughs> we're just so cool, two of us. We're like twins. Um, but and his kicks and his flicks were amazing, and I love the old, you know, the old shoulder swipe thing that he done, keeping his character in it, fun light, but giving us great dancing as well. It was so quick. And I feel it got better as it progressed. When he hit the centre of the field, I mean, the field? What was he playing? Football? <laughs> yeah, the cent- saying, you've been the, talking the to The centre of the field. No, my sister oh, was watching some, or some match yesterday, so I'm thinking field. Super Bowl, You're Rihanna! You're thinking about the Super Bowl! <laughs> Let's talk about Rihanna. When he hit the centre of the dance floor, but the pace of yeah. his legs and his arms incredible the, his mouth was working his arms the legs and also I <laughs> love the working. the goldfish was back the on goldfish the floor. was back I mean Carl could not have done this six weeks ago and no, it just shows no. the progression from show one to show six I mean with a jive Emily especially an Emily Barker She's, jive yeah. I think he said that himself you've danced with Emily so you know Emily is no joke yeah. she throws the kitchen sink at things she is full of energy and he stood side by side with her and he just he went for it and he did it for Davy and he oh. cried in the VT and I was looking at that VT going fair play to you Carl get those tears out for the moment <laughs> <laughs> well he got an excellent from Lorraine oh listen Lorraine said you had the kicks and flicks and it was fully loaded Arthur said super performance Brian was Brian you know he said too much power in the kicking leg not enough in the standing leg could have been a little bit not lighter how can you have too much oh. power in the jive I think he killed it I love the blue sparkle sequence as well guys. I love that yes. jacket and I thought he had a double spray tan I'm just going to say really oh, well, she's not starting this is going to get you in trouble please. you know what's going to happen I honest to God think he had a double spray tan Tan. I love it. Layer it on. Damien McGinty and Kylie Vincent up next with their contemporary ballroom to Becky Hill's Forever Young. I just, there was a moment where I think it was during the dress rehearsal, myself and producer Paul were walking and towards one of the television screens on set and they were dancing and I couldn't tell who it was because I thought they were two pros. I thought it was the pro number. This made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. I just thought... It was stunning, Brian. Yes, Damien dedicated this performance to all of his friends and co-stars from the show Glee. And sadly, some of them are no longer with us, which is very tragic. I always feel that when they're dedicating the performance to someone who has passed, we're kind of already feeling the emotion. The heaviness. Yeah, even before the song has started. Mm. And there's a lyric in this song that reads, let us die young, but let us live forever. And anyone that knows the show and those, you know, young people that have passed away, that is just so triggering. I thought this was, I wrote down, very, very powerful, raw, full of angst, a word I don't often use, and almost aggressive in tone. 
Like, John Thinker was quite aggressive with the, with kind of angsty and aggressive, but yeah, Absolutely. done in a really flawless way. And uh, we know contemporary ballroom is a freeing dance where there are no rules. And this is how you do it. And I think this was the difference with Suzanne's last week and them wanting her to go more. And I think Damien made one little mistake over at the side. And I I do believe he would have got tens for that. Do you? Yeah, I really do. Oh, in his interview, he said he was trying to trust himself. And... I, I was just going, okay, maybe you don't feel like you are, but to those of us watching, it looks like you are. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I get what you mean about the, you know, feeling like there was a bit of angst there. Yeah. I felt like there was so em- much emotion going through every limb, every hair on his body. Actually, he doesn't have any hair on his chest. Can we just say that? <laughs> that was so smooth. Okay. I was like, what razors are you using? Because I need to get them shaved. for these legs. Waxed or shaved. Who Could knows? be laser hair removal like Who me. Who knows? Maybe we should ask. We should ask. This is another one. <laughs> we'll this put that down. <laughs> How does Damien get that chest so smooth? Also, can we just say, sorry, Heather Morris was in his VT. I, I was know. so... Brittany from Glee. I know. I got so... I was like starstruck going, oh my God, it's Heather Morris knows somebody on the show. It's amazing. I was like, Brian is definitely at home screaming at the TV now. He is screaming I from totally the rooftop. totally was. I fangirling. Was, I was jealous. You're, I was fangirling. Did you see Salome at the back when they were talking up in the den? Her outfit and her oh, tie-out boots and her hair. I was like, girl, you're not even on the show anymore and I'm still fangirling. How did you cope with not seeing her perform? I know. I was, it was tough. It was, wasn't it? Because you're always just waiting for her because she gives so much. She she was standing, like Lyra said, in the background wearing this beautiful red dress. We're just going to fangirl over Slowman yeah, now forever. For, uh, forever. She, my husband was like, God, she's she's like an avatar. I was like, okay. Oh, calm down. Oh, calm down, down. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on to what I think is one of the best opening sequences to a routine I have ever seen on any season of the show. I have never more wanted to jump in and take over from somebody. Suzanne Jackson and Michael. I mean, I just, this moment, this opening, it was a cha-cha-cha to flash dance. We know the cha-cha is challenging because of the straight legs, the timing, everything about it. I personally found it the hardest dance I did on the show. No question about it. Lyra, it's a big song. What did you think? You all know I have a weak spot for Suzanne as well anyway. Six weeks, it's been a thread through most of the apps. We get it. There's something about her, right? Let's even just take the dancing away. When I see her on TV and how honest and open she is and just how normal and human she is, I just really enjoy her personality and getting to know this side of Suzanne rather than, you know, the girl that I've been following for years on social media as an an influencer. She's way more vulnerable. Yeah, she is. And it's lovely to see a softer side her. As you said with this dance, obviously I wouldn't know because I've never done a cha-cha-cha in my life. Cha-cha-cha was about Saturday You're missing out. I say I am, Brian. Um, There's no hiding with the legs. And with this woman, there is no hiding because her legs are so amazing and they're so long. I'm like, give me some of those. I'm like five foot two. I need some extensions on the legs. Here's your sister. Polly Pocket Twins, you and me. First of all, I was going body, yaddy, 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 (laughs) yaddy. And when she fell to the floor and the legs were here and one leg was over there. Now, I, I, I do have one issue. I fear we were cheated. I wanted her to grab water. <laughs> I thought if she gets back on that chair and goes, whoosh, 
How and amazing. She gets Juicy. drenched in water. I will jump with my child in my arms. I feel like that would have been an insurance no-no. Can you yeah. imagine if she had have done that? Even Arthur said, I wanted to be you. I know. It was It was just... So iconic. It was iconic. Everything was incredible. And, you know, it was one of... It was the first time I thought... She's she's done it. She's relaxed. Mm. She was winking at the camera. She was doing little points at the camera. She was singing bits of the song. There were all these little moments. And I don't know if she had purposely put them in or if they naturally came out. Whatever the case may be, she looked at home. Did you not get nervy from watching the VT, the little footage they show for that? Because she said she was nervy. And I was thinking... The last time she had a really fast, you know, the jive. I, once she got off the chair, she got down the step. I was, okay, we have it. She's safe. I was thinking, oh, will it strike again? No, it no. can never strike again. It don't can never strike Brian. again. Don't even think it, Lottie. You just said you it. You just agreed with me. What is wrong with her? Oh, what is wrong with both of you right now? <laughs> Listen, next up, there was a standing ovation for this next couple. And back at home on their couch, Lyra was nearly crying. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to talk about Shane Byrne and Karen Byrne with their Viennese walls to Queens. We are the champions. Now, guys, before we get into it, I mentioned earlier I met Shane out on set on Sunday and well, Harrogate was the topic of conversation. Have you something you want to get off your chest? Yes, I, I believe I, I do, You yes. just have a very serious look yeah, on your face, yeah, yeah, so yeah, go yeah, ahead, I go believe, ahead. I believe you swore blind that... Uh, on my uh, uh, movie week that I was wearing a wig. I would like to apologise. You retract, will you? I retract what I said. <laughs> However, I did stand in front of you and I genuinely <laughs> believed it was a wig. Yeah, well, to your defence, you weren't the only one. OK, yes. thank you. Yes. Well, listen, it was fabulous regardless. It was really <laughs> yes, wonderful. I'm not the only one! Yes! It I was just not- you and Lyra. It was two people. <laughs> <laughs> You stood beside him, though. Like, that's yeah. what's shocking. I know, I know, I know. Brian, talk us through the dedication and what you thought of Shane's performance. Shane was dedicating this performance to his friend, Anthony, who sadly passed away. And for me, this performance was really stripped back for Shane. No fun, no stunts. He was letting his dancing do the talking. And I think it was just fabulous. There was a vulnerability to it we've never seen before and also how emotional mm, he was getting it was. it was so raw which I loved about it it was lovely to see the side of him I when I first saw them in the outfits and I saw him in the green I just obviously representing the Irish jersey I it, even that got me going I was like wow they're both in green here this means a lot to him you know he's honouring his team player that was like god almighty what's wrong with me my voice is choking a bit Dancing with the Stars has got me. Are you Dancing serious? Are you got me? Right I just find it a bit powerful. We've finally broken her. I'm a girl of green. I'm like Ireland true and true. I like... It's funny. It just gets me. And it's funny because even Karen, I've never actually seen Karen get emotional mm. before, but in that chat after the performance, Karen there was a moment where she didn't speak and I I was thinking, did she hear the question? And she had to say, I'm sorry, I actually don't think I can speak right now. She was so invested in it as well. And as we've already mentioned in this episode, the pros emotionally, because they've had to listen to the stories and choreograph the routines, they too are performing for these people the songs are dedicated to. And I feel like they're almost like a sponge. They're kind of taking up all the emotion from their celebrity 
celebrity and the angst and the anger and the frustration. But also Shane showed great poise, a word I don't use often. He showed great poise and great control. I think, I think, during this performance. You're and turning I think, into me, I yeah, think. I think. And I think Karen was feeding off that. And I think she was also so proud of him yeah. that he also was so dignified and his voice broke suddenly and he, he 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 was about to go emotional and they kind of held it all together. And then I believe, was that Anthony's family that the camera yeah. went to? Yeah. His children and his partner. And it's so touching that they're there. And that adds an extra layer of pressure for him as well because he wanted to do him proud and he did. Coming up a bit later on, we've got our first ever superfan Q&A answering some of the big questions that you want answered, including a final answer to the question. What colour was the soup case? We all know it was oh, pink. She said silver. it was blue. Oh my goodness. Silver. It has Trust to be me. silver. Trust me, I've got the answer. Is one of us right? To miss it. I'm not saying uh, anything. Oh, please don't be Brian. I don't think I'd be able to come next week. I got, swear to God. You've got to wait till later on. Now, on with the performances from Sunday night. Next up, it's Kevin McGahern and Laura Nolan. They performed a Paso Doble to Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. Of course, the Paso requires so much characterization and so much theatrical ability. And from the moment I saw Kevin backstage rocking the guy liner, I knew that he was going to embody it. Lyra, talk to me. I'm sorry, I'm laughing at Brian here. He's showing me photos of him, but like, that's me. Kevin that's and me. I are like twins. I can't. That is me. That you see, I'm showing on my phone. See the thing he was wearing? I was wearing. I'm wearing guy liner. I had a guitar. I, he's he's turning into me. Can you please post a side oh by side? My, yeah, please do. Sorry. We we need this. We I need this in our lives. Look how skinny. Oh, I missed the dancing just for the thinness. <laughs> Darn it. I do. Oh wait, is that you? That was me. Oh my God, that was Kevin. Oh, oh my God. Dead. No, oh. I'm gone. Goodbye. We are off. Ta-ta. I'm, okay, off so air. while you two just twin no. away over there. Kevin, Sorry. I want to talk about Kevin's dancing because those knee walks, Ooh. the minute he started to do the knee walks, I was like, he didn't come to play. I'm in this. He's, yeah. nailing, he's nailing the technique. He's so serious. He's so in it. I love how passionate he is. I just think he's brilliant. He was so passionate. I could almost feel like I could hear him in the studio being like, Hwa! I was like, oh my God, I can't actually hear it, but I can like feel it in my soul for him. He really, really, really got into character. Also, I think his child is like my spirit animal. I dance like that. Wallace's that, that is, daughter. That, 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 that is me. tracksuit. So I cute. know, so cute. It was lovely, lovely to see him being soft with these kids and then come out and be like this force in this song. And he was like, dominating the stage. Oh my goodness, guess what I wrote down? What? Oh, Dominant ringmaster. Oh my God. And he was so character driven. Go. Us. And his eyes were practically <laughs> bulging. That was he the was, guy liner. He was so intense. And you could tell he was like, come on, you want to pass a doble? I'll give you a pass a doble. Yeah, Wearing Brian Dowling's outfit with his hair and his eyeliner. Whipping that cape around. I just, I loved it. Brian said the energy was really nice. So was the body shaping. Lorraine was talking about the press lines, the flicks, the dragging, the turning. It was just for me, should have been a 10, 10, 10. Oh, do you think? Oh, I thought he deserved 10s. I, I, 
For no, him. For him. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't have said 10, 10, 10 yet, but I do think he'll definitely get a 10 at some point in the competition. Like okay. five weeks left. One 10 would have been nice though because it she, was amazing. I thought, did, I thought it was amazing. Right, yeah. okay, yeah. It really was. Look, Brian's not happy with this. <laughs> Brian's like, like look. Yeah, right, okay. Fine. You know He's my husband's me. a judge girl, so I'm sorry. Please respect <laughs> me at least. <laughs> that does not mean your critique that's exactly is more it. That's exactly how it works in our house. <laughs> okay, Brooke, Brooke Scullion and Robert Rowinski are next with their Viennese waltz to Kelly Clarkson's breakaway. Brian, Brooke has been so consistent throughout the competition. How did you think she was this week? Stellar. Another stellar performance from Brooke. And I think she looked like a beautiful ballerina that you see, you know, when you open up a really nice expensive jewellery box and you see that ballerina pivoting around 360. I think it was an elegant, feminine performance. I think she looked beautiful. And I think we've seen her vulnerability in Brooke we've not seen before. And I think on a show like this, people open up but for her to tell us about her relationship with her mom and how turbulent and complicated it was I think takes bravery to say that and also to put it out publicly and I think now we feel like we know Brooke maybe a bit more in the competition and I think that will I think that will definitely help as the as the show progresses isn't that one of the best parts of the dedicated dance week I think it's just one of the the very big standout moments in the show where the public get to kind of be let in a bit more to the celebrities' lives. And it's, I think it's when people really start backing someone because they get invested in their stories. No matter what you give her, she's going to ace it. What I liked was seeing the vulnerability and the likability and the warmth and seeing her mom and giving her that card and just opening up. 10, 10, 10. What did you think, Lyra? This was lovely. It was so fluid and dreamlike in the dance. And then her spins were so fierce. I love that like juxtaposition of, is that the right word? Juxtaposition? Yes. Juxtaposition of the whole thing. Look at me get my vocabulary up. Education. Lyra's thesaurus. Here we come. Thank you. Anyway, I thought that was great. And like you said, I really enjoyed that she opened up about her mom because like we all paint these perfect pictures of celebrities that they have such a happy-go-lucky life and everything's perfect and rosy and Mm. sunflowers and kisses. And she was like, you know, I was a hard child growing up and I didn't have the best relationship with my mom at start and now I do. And it was lovely. And like you said, brave for her to open up to the public and give them that, which I do think people will respect. They'll feel like that, as you said, they know her more and they're, they'll get more invested in her because we can all be like, she's an amazing dancer. She doesn't need her votes because she's so good. But, but I, she does. She does. But also, I think... It's likability. Yes, it's a dance show. It's also an entertainment show. And what Dedication Week does is it makes us see them, as you said, Lottie, who they really are. And then you go, oh, I like her. I want her to win. I, I think now from weeks on, people will focus on voting maybe for one person. Absolutely. And not kind of everyone. I think this is a big turning point in the competition yeah. for mm-hmm. a lot of the celebrities. Stephanie Roach and her Venus Merfeldez are next with their contemporary ballroom routine to Fight Song by Rachel Platten. What a great June, Lyra, did Stephanie find her fight this week? Yes, she did. Definitely. She done so well. I mean, the prop at the start, the glitter ball as the football was just I loved brilliant. That. I thought it was genius. I was like, 10 out of 10 production team. That was amazing. I thought she done so well. The song really suited the way she was. I think this girl just needs to be in flats or bare feet because that's where she is on I fire. S- I, I second. Let's start a movement. Let's start a movement. Hashtag Stephanie in flats. Yeah. 
I loved that she dedicated this to her teammates because in her VT, I I don't know, I really connected with her this week when she was saying, talking about how she was so involved in sport growing up and it meant that she couldn't really hang out with mates in school that much and her teammates became her good friends. And I, I, I don't know, I just really felt for her and I connected with her in a way that I definitely didn't on previous weeks. And also she said how it had been a really tough week. So I feel like maybe she had to come out and fight, you know, for a reason why she's still in the competition. Mm. You know, as Paul left, yeah. you know, you know, he, was, he was a stronger dancer, mm. you know, critique wise and um, voting wise from the judges. So I feel for her, this was her moment to go, hang on, this is what I can do. And I really fell for her, but I connect her lines and her arms and her legs were Sorry, so strong. I was oh. just going to say, Lyra. Did you notice this. that Arthur was using one of your words? He was like <gasps> powerful armography. I was like, oh. that is a Lyra word. Arthur listens to the podcast. I am trending. I am trending. Also, can we not forget that seesaw lifty, flicky dicky I thing that she done? I said the seesaw lift too. Yeah. I love that. What does that say? Seesaw. <laughs> Double <laughs> I said seesaw too. Oh my God. <laughs> Listen, can I just, sorry, can I just say something? Excuse me. I'm sweating. I'm trying not to take offence <laughs> to this loving, but being on the other side of the desk alienates me from all these special moments, guys. Oh, sorry. I wrote seesaw oh, thing. You're not even mad. listening. What do you Finally, call, you know what do you call it? Is it called a seesaw thing? Yeah, you'll know the real terminology. What you are calling it is so incorrect <laughs> that I don't even know what move we're talking about. Well, it's the when, seesaw. It's like she was lying down and in the plank like, like this. Please don't demonstrate. Don't this. demonstrate. <laughs> No, my eyes, my eyes. Finally on the dance floor on Sunday was Rory O'Neill in place of Panty Bliss, who was in Marbella performing a Paso Doble with Dennis to It's a Sin. Brian, was this a fitting finish for Dedicated Dance Week? I'm going to focus on my notes because I thought this was incredible. And I wrote down, wow, this performance was outstanding. I mean, let's just not forget the message that Rory is um, sending out we touched on it earlier Laura when you said the song choice it's a sin and let's not forget people still think homosexuality is a sin and it can be punishable by death in some countries in the world right that's hashtag fact in 2023 so for Rory and Dennis to do this I'm even getting emotional you know as a gay man myself to, to do this on the biggest show on Irish television at half past six on RTE in Ireland is absolutely incredible. And for them to be the most popular on the night just shows how progressive Ireland is. And I was so proud when they announced him as the leader, the top of the board. I acted with tears in my eyes. Oh my goodness. The start of this was so powerful. I use the word like turmoil. It looked like he was ripping off his own skin. It was absolutely incredible. Remember his doctor um, Fiona. Fiona. Thank you Fiona. His doctor Fiona had said he had five or ten years to live. And a lot of people that will not know Rory or will not know Panty will be hearing this for the very first time. And there's so much stigma still attached to HIV in Ireland and all over the world. And for Rory to be out and proud and doing what he's doing is absolutely incredible. This in itself needs to go down in history as a movement and people need to be educated on this and the stigma attached to it. Phenomenal performance. I genuinely don't even feel like I can touch the sides on 
how emotional this was, how moving it was, how celebratory it was that we finally have come to a point in live national TV that this is being exposed and this is being talked about and this is a now an open conversation because, God, we all know years and years ago you couldn't have this conversation without there being people writing in and giving yeah. out and complaining. So I'm just so happy that we're here as a nation together joining Rory and Panty in this, in educating this new community of, you know, youngsters growing up and stuff that now will not be afraid of the word HIV, will not be afraid to be gay, will not be afraid to be drag queens, and hopefully at one point will not be afraid to walk down the streets with their heads high and be proud of themselves and who they are. And this is what he represents. Now, it is time for our super fan Q&A where the pod turns into a serious investigation programme. Who are you bringing in? Because we, we obviously ooh, have to go then. Ooh. No, I'm the investigator. Oh, oh Just goodness. call me Inspector Gadget, okay? I wasn't okay? sure who was going to be serious there, okay. Looking to find out some answers to the big questions about the glitziest show on telly? I am here to investigate, okay? I am ready to ask the questions. And question one is super fan Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie got in touch with me and she asked me to put a question to Arthur. Arthur, we have yeah. a question for you from one of our listeners oh, of the I'm podcast. Scared, Don't scared. be scared. Our <laughs> listeners are your biggest fans. Okay, yeah. And Anne-Marie sent in a question specifically Hi, for you. Okay. Anne-Marie would like to tell you that she thinks you are absolutely hilarious. Oh, Anne-Marie, I love you. Thank you. It's a 10 from me, Anne-Marie. 10 from me. <laughs> and she wants to know, would you ever consider a career doing comedy? Oh, my God. I never, ever in my life thought that. Really? Ever. But it's so funny you saying, Anne-Marie, you're actually judging me very well there because all my life I've been told I should take on acting. No word of lie, I swear to God. With all the pop stars, all my life I've worked with the best. And they always told me, when you retire, you'll be an actor. No, true story. Would you consider it? I mean, I never thought about it, but then it's never too late. George Clooney was 45 when he started acting properly. So, Why I'm 42. Not exactly. So, Anne-Marie, thank you so much. No, listen, it's never too late. And acting, you can always start any age. But I never thought about it, but the I could consider that. Could someone pull the plug on that interview? Sorry. Sorry, sorry, Brian, did you just take off your wedding ring? I was trying to throw all four of them on the floor, but they're too sparkly. Okay, first of all, Arthur, yes, acting. But like, if he gets in First City before me, I will be oh, hashtag raging. I don't think Arthur, see, the issue with Arthur is, I don't think he's a comedian. He's unintentionally funny. That's why it's That's so funny. That's why it's, yeah, and also his accent as well and how he says stuff. It's so cute. It's but so I don't funny. think he's not going to win a comedy award or an Oscar. Come on. I'm sorry, but he was taking this very seriously. So oh. seriously. And was this from Amory the singer? It was, right? <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> that was her. That was her. That was her. She's a massive yeah. fan, I heard. She I get it. I get it. Text. Question two. This one is for you. Oh, wow. Ooh. Mr. Brian Dowling Gorlian. Go. What's the Rachel question? Rachel has been in touch to ask. Do you wish that Arthur had been a judge on your year of the show? Oh, Rachel, that is so... As Arthur would say, it's a 10 from me, Rachel. Um, <laughs> yes, I tell you why. Just for the hilarity of me just not taking his critique seriously and being really shady and pushing. You know the way Panty can, can push it and just pushing it. But like Arthur takes this very, very seriously. I was so, going to say, so could he genuinely give you a three? He, I don't think he'd be able to because I would go wild <laughs> and he'd be in the spare room for the run of the show. So yes, God, I mean, yes, but just for Instagram and social media and being able to come in here and talk about it, you know, 
yeah, I think that would have been fun. I do too. Question three. Lyra, this one's for you. Dun, dun, dun. Would you perform on the show? And if so, what song? That comes in from Colette. Well, oh. Colette, I have performed on the show before, which is great. I think I sang Emerald. It was so scary that I was on this podium thing. I thought I was going to fall off. And there's like aerial people around me and everything. And I was Just like, like Rihanna. Obviously, you I'm did it so before Rihanna. <laughs> Obviously, guys, she got the memo. She got me in. I'd done her dance routine for Super Bowl. I would do it again. Obviously, it's a great show. I'd love to sing on it again. And I do have a new single coming out. So oh, it probably tease. would be that. Give us a little... Pod exclusive. Give us a little... <laughs> I can't, guys, could get fired again. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> These mics aren't great for my vocals. <laughs> Finally, our superfan Q&A from superfan Jamie and a whole heap of others um, got in touch with us about the colour of the bloody suitcase. Oh, come on, silver! No. Okay. For some context, for the last number of weeks, there's been a little bit of an ongoing debate, will we tiny call it? Tiny debate. Just a tiny, tiny debate about the colour of a certain suitcase that Stephanie and her Venus had during one of the early episodes of the show in one of their routines. Lyra, you thought it was what colour? Silver. Brian? Obviously pink. Are you ready for the yeah, answer? just oh. tell me I'm right. Okay, we're back with the props and we are still looking for the suitcase. Is that it? Okay, we have found the suitcase. This is the suitcase. Okay, we're going to get a picture with the suitcase. Um, So we've got photographic evidence. And it's so beautiful. It's absolutely, categorically pink. With blue. It's pink with blue. It's pink with blue. It's, yeah, it's definitely pink with blue. It's like like you're coming to us live. Thank you, Lottie. Over and out. Pink, 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 pink. I don't think I can take Brian being right anymore. Guys. I can't either. Right again. I know. Come on. Step it up. This is just not. I need to I'm like Rihanna. Step it up. I just, Lyra, I don't know what we're going to do. But I can't handle his ego getting any bigger if this is the way we're going to continue. Oh, I can't do it. But I guys, I it. have to say the suitcase was beautiful in real life. What was in it? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, votes are in. What is in what's it? This in is the, the next suitcase? one. What's okay, in what's in the, I don't know. We'll find out next time. We'll find out next time. But producer Paul's not happy with this. Okay, it's time. For the pod exclusive. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay, pod exclusive number one. Ooh, go. We've got Carl and Emily. Okay. They're going to be doing a tango to Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. Oh, I love that track. song. I love that song song. and I think it's actually going to be a good tango song. He's come from The Jive, which is so character driven. This is a character driven song as well. He's got it and the track is flawless. Flawless. Jonas Brothers, I mean, can't go wrong. I'm a sucker for you. Oh, no, leave the singing to Lyra. Okay, okay, you're right. Exclusive number two. (laughs) Suzanne and Michael. Go on, Suzanne. They're going to dance an American Smooth. Ooh. I Got You Under My Skin by Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Oh, Oh, Gaga. She can do no wrong, her and Tony. Yeah, and I think Suzanne and Michael could do no wrong either. Um, I think they're going to ace this. Sorry, fun fact. Yes. 
the last couple to dance to Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga was um, <clears throat> Miss Lottie Ryan and Pasquale La Rocca. Oh, oh competition! It was on. in the it was in the final, and we all know we all know how that ended. So mm, no pressure, Suzanne. No pressure, Suzanne. Oh, oh no it is on. And on. dance off. Oh yeah. <gasps> Juicies! Oh my god! And the judges decide. Arthur gets nervy about this. Yeah. I just started sweating. It's the only time I've been sweating I for see. the whole pod. <laughs> <laughs> just because the way you're dressed. And um, he, this is when he gets jittery. Is it? It's when he gets jittery, and he always feels so like he feels a such responsibility. Mm, the pressure, to, you know, to to do it right and to pick the right person and just to get it right. And he he hates when it ends for people because they're enjoying it so much. I suppose it's on the judges. Yes, you know, it's re- they're deciding the person's fate, and also actually, it, you know what? I just want to clear something up. Oh, if we're going to start talking about dance offs, I. Lottie Ryan, despite thinking it, have not done the most dance-offs in the six seasons of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, who has? And it's been, it has been made out like I was the dance-off queen and I'm quite simply not. Erin McGregor holds the record. She is the dance-off queen. How many dance-offs? Three or four? So she has done four dance-offs in season two. Uh, then Clelia Murphy and Fred Cook did three each in season three. So Ooh. now you know. I so you're joint runner-up. You needed two. I did two. Oh wow, you're number oh, four. Two. Oh two. Wow. So why was why? You're in the clear, girl. That was self-doubt, Lottie. It was self-doubt. Put your fringe back on and away you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that is it, guys, for another week on the pod. Next week, as we have mentioned, the dance-off is coming and it's going to be dramatic. Remember, you can subscribe to the Dancing with the Stars official podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or the RTE Radio Player app. The series podcast coordinator for RTE is Paul Moriarty. Still, would someone please introduce me? We've only got a few weeks left. I know. It's rude. He's paying all the bills. I'm not even mad at him. I know. Are you guys ready for the next bit? We're ready. (laughs) Three, two, one. Keep P-O-D-D-I-N-G Dancing with the Stars, the RTE podcast sponsored by Muller Corner. Mullerlicious.